Artificial intelligence is like the seeker in hide-and-seek. It's coming, ready or not. Agencies have a lot to balance when it comes to AI. Now they've got some guidance based on research by the Professional Services Council. Joining me with highlights, the Council's Executive Vice President, Alan Shabatkinen. Alan, tell us more about the study, who you studied and what you found. Tom, thanks. And uh, This was uh, undertaken by the Professional Services Council Foundation, an affiliate of uh, PSC, the 501c3 uh, nonprofit. And the foundation uh, looked at artificial intelligence and where it stands and where it's going in the federal marketplace. And as you said, uh, it's everywhere, and we're now starting to see lots of examples of uh, use cases uh, popping up where agencies are taking advantage of it and lots of agencies are studying it. So the purpose of the research was to really understand what are the main drivers uh, for uh, using artificial intelligence within the agencies, uh, what's the state of that uh, adoption today, and more importantly, what's uh, ahead yet, what are the challenges and questions uh, that uh, federal agencies uh, need to be looking at when considering artificial intelligence. And what are some of the early use cases? Well, we've seen two examples uh, in the procurement world. Uh, Health and Human Services has done a lot in bringing together their smart sourcing, using artificial intelligence and robotic processing automation to identify the gaps and best practices among their across all of the HHS contracting world. NASA is also doing something in the payment area for procurement. Uh, the Department of Defense, of course, is doing a lot through their Joint uh, Artificial Intelligence Center. Uh, but even agencies like uh, Health and Human Services, which is doing quite a bit in radiology and in the use of uh, uh, artificial intelligence to study medical text to find uh, potential uh, areas for additional research. Across the whole government, defense and non-defense agencies, uh, lots of examples of that. And then we we found uh, several examples of things that aren't quite ready for prime time, but are still under uh, active review. The General Services Administration has some initiatives underway. The Department of Agriculture is doing some work to employ AI to uh, work in its call centers, and the VA is exploring ways in which they can improve the customer experience and service delivery. I, I think we'll see more about the specifics of those shortly as well. As we heard just a few moments ago, and for agencies thinking that they might be able to benefit by this type of technology, how do they know where to begin, which programs might benefit, and what are some of the preliminaries they need to do? Well, that's the... The, the real challenge. And we found four main issues or four main areas that require almost a predicate before being under undertaking this. The first is to, to address an analytics culture. Uh, there are no uh, magic wands with uh, AI. It's hard work. It's a lot of uh, statistical work and uh, scientific work that goes into uh, developing the need and then the use. So uh, building that uh, culture uh, for uh, using artificial intelligence is the first step. Uh, secondly is growing the competency of the workforce. Uh, you can't apply, take the typical workforce and uh, throw them into a, an AI environment and hope for success. So growing AI competency across a wide range of uh, functionalities is important. Uh, third, uh, building a business case, uh, and not a, just a, a mathematical business case, but what's the What's the need? What's the urgency? What's the outcome expected? Uh, and then how do you validate that the outcomes that you receive are the ones you want? And finally, and not least, uh, is ensuring ethical use. 
lots of questions about uh, how AI is being used in various circumstances. Um, and it's pretty easy when you're looking at um, procurement data to sort through, but you will, even there you want to make sure that you you don't build inherent biases into the system. So we touch on each of those four uh, major areas for agencies to consider as they start and as they progress down that journey of utilizing uh, AI. We're speaking with Alan Chavotkin, Executive Vice President and Counsel at the Professional Services Council. And just to touch on that point of the business case, it could be improved service or something in the digital services area and not necessarily saving money as, as a business justification for AI? Absolutely. Um, in, in, in some cases, you're going to use uh, AI to augment uh, staff resources. Uh, so it's not all about saving money. It, it's really about improving the outcomes and uh, fulfilling the agency's missions. Um, Sometimes it may cost you money, but it is building that business case today around uh, uh, the capabilities and the future needs that are really essential. All right, and I want to switch topics here while we have you, Alan, and there is in June coming up the acquisition conference of the PSC. The main theme topic is how supply chain procurement, counterintelligence, cybersecurity are all kind of coming together. What does that all mean and what are you planning? It's one of the elements that we're going to talk about during the acquisition conference on June 13th. One of the things we're looking at is really an interesting uh, confluence of, uh, of work from uh, intersection of cybersecurity, counterintelligence, and supply chain. There's a lot of tension given to the cybersecurity challenges and protecting networks. You also need to worry about the risk of data Outflowing, And so as companies look to uh, manage their supply chain, what are the steps that can be taken and what actions is government planning? And so we're going to ex expose those uh, topics and talk about them as part of the uh, PSE's 2019 acquisition conference. It sounds like the uh, Huawei effect is happening all across the government, but it's, it's more than that, isn't it? Oh, far beyond that, uh, far beyond that. Those are obvious and very visible examples of that. But uh, one of the largest challenges the companies face is really an insider threat, not the external threat. So uh, what can companies do? And what awareness should companies have? What, what are the tools and techniques that are available to uh, federal agencies? And what are the tools and techniques available to contractors? We, we won't be able to solve that issue. We'll barely be able to scratch the surface for, uh, at the conference. But it is, the goal is to really raise the visibility and engender uh, lots of follow-on conversations. Because I've been thinking that if so many contractors hold so much federal data, and we know that they do in both civilian and defense areas, in a sense, there's only one network for government and its contractors because if the data is on somebody else's network, then it's vulnerable there, but not vulnerable here. So you really have to look at the supply chain and your own agency as as one network in some sense. And that's exactly the point. And we've seen the regulations now uh, flowing through and flowing down to really following the data, not only who has it, but uh, how much of it they have. And so companies need to think clearly and upfront about what data they have, who they're sharing it with, and what the systems and networks that that data is residing on and transiting. Alan Chavotkin is Executive Vice President and Counsel at the Professional Services Council. As always, thanks so much. My pleasure, Tom. 
We'll post this interview along with a link to the study on artificial intelligence at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Hear the Federal Drive on demand and on your device. Subscribe at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. Helping your employees learn new cloud skills helps your business become more agile, more resilient, and more secure. Not helping employees learn new cloud skills causes your business to become less agile, less resilient, less secure, less innovative, less profitable, and, well, ultimately less of a business. Don't become less of a business. Try Pluralsight and get your employees everything they need to learn new cloud skills. Learn more at Pluralsight.com vision. When you think about something that brings out the best in us, it usually involves helping someone else. By donating plasma at a Griffel Center, you can help save millions of lives and show your good side to the world. You'll join thousands of people who donate safely each week, so patients get the plasma-derived medicines they rely on. And you'll be rewarded up to $1,000 your first month. Learn more at grifflesplasma.com.